by Matt Chamberlain. How are you doing, Matt? It's a, it's a cool fall day, and I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, I mean, like, um, Packers don't play till tomorrow. The NBA season is right around the corner, which is amazing. Like a week and a half away. Now. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited. We're going to do a, a, what is it, a preseason overreaction podcast next week. This week, we're doing a uh, catch-up on our football predictions. Boyle, this is like the last good time before basketball starts to make sure we get this in. Yeah. And boy, oh boy, it's going to be bad for me, I think. I made some really doofus picks here. You know, we, we did pretty good. For the most part, yeah. I mean, if I was betting, I would probably like break even. Depends on how much you put on. That's true. That's true. Before we get much further into the episode and our ridiculous sports banner... Uh, follow us on Twitter at NBA Calcium Pod and on Instagram. Uh, you can also find us on your favorite uh, podcast service and make sure to subscribe, like us, follow us, um, and uh, rate us as well. We'd greatly appreciate that. In episode 51, if you missed it, you really want to go check it out because we previewed the NBA season for the 2019-2020 season. We're really excited about it. We, we talked about MVPs, Rookie of the Year's, outside of Zion. Uh, and it just might be a wrap by now. Yeah, just based off of like three preseason games. Which is crazy. Um, but really, go check that out. That's episode 51. And we've been going for officially a year now, this podcast. Woo! How about that, Matt? How about that? I, it's been it's been a ride. I don't. We're like a little over 1,300 downloads, so thank you for listening. That's awesome. That is awesome. We were like started at zero, which is last year. Which is amazing. <laughs> That's where you start with the podcast, in case you didn't know. Well, our only topic for the day, we alluded to at the top of the show. Uh, we're checking in with our football predictions. We're going to start with the college fo- with college football, start in the ACC. We both picked Clemson, Matt. Yeah, it's looking pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, the ACC's, I think, the by far the worst I mean, conference in football. Like, Virginia was ranked for a hot second, but, like... There's nothing here. Just straight up. And we said that at the time. And, like, Duke's 4-2. Louisville's 4-2. Wake Forest is 5-1. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> I mean, like, it, someone has to play Clemson in the ACC championship. Can um, can Dabo Sweeney go on, like, load management for a while? <laughs> <laughs> like, is that impossible? He's like, I'm not. I think that was the first, like, four or five games for Clemson, honestly. Because they're, they're rolling. Like, yeah. It's, this is too easy. Yeah, I mean, like that. It was like Alabama, like four, four, four seasons ago, where it was just like, man, this is there's Alabama, not a lot else. And and like, I'm not saying Clemson is by far like the number one team in the country, but at the same time, like in terms of like just the ACC, that it's this is like they could throw their scout team out there <laughs> and like be competitive. <laughs> They're walk-ons. Yeah, they could bring. That's them how out. it feels right now. Yeah, I mean that that feels pretty good. Uh, I don't think we have much else to say on Clemson outside of they didn't play well to start off the season, but I think we. I mean, they won games. They yeah. I mean, like that's the thing. Like, is the committee going to look at the games and say like, oh, undefeated Clemson is not making it into the yeah. fo- final four? No, like that's just not going to happen. Let's move on to the Big Ten. I think there's more interesting conversation to be had here uh, because the Big Ten looks like it's pretty deep. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, the top, what, four or five, like, all have a legit chance uh, of winning the conference, which is pretty impressive. Um, I mean, obviously, like, Ohio State gets all the highlight reel. Deserves so Justin Fields throws the ball everywhere. Yeah. I mean, that that team looks – I mean, Ch- Chase Young, that dude on the defensive line yeah. for Ohio State is – he looks like he should be playing in the NFL. It's different. Um, there, yeah, and like they're six and zero. My pick was Penn State. Currently six and zero. Also, looks really good. So um, I'm liking that. You said Michigan. Not liking that as much. Still five and one. Yeah, I. I want to take a minute here and speak to any Michigan fans listening, because if you're calling for Jim Harbaugh's head, let's review the last like ten years of your football program. Yeah. It's not pretty, and like. What do you expect? Like, you fire Jim Harbaugh. Who do you think you're get, getting in there to replace him? David Shaw. Okay. Like, <laughs> How's yeah, that going at Stanford right it's, now? Like, they have, like, two wins. Yeah. Two or three wins. So, it's not looking good. So, yeah, and that, to me, that'd be funny, replacing one former Stanford coach <laughs> with the guy who took over for him. Um, yeah, you like, want to go to the dark ages when they run, like, a fullback out there and I form every... Three tight ends type of thing. Um, I mean, they could, but... I mean, you're five and one, and yeah, the Wisconsin loss was really bad, really, really bad. But I mean, you go knock off one of those other two teams we just mentioned, and all of a sudden it doesn't look so bad anymore. It's just a loss. I it, just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, your chance of getting into the Final Four obviously take a huge hit with that Wisconsin. I mean, maybe not even a huge hit because Wisconsin has proven to be dominant. Wisconsin six and zero. They're starting to get a little love in the AP poll now, uh, in the top ten. So. They should be probably close to that top four for me. They've looked every bit as dominant. That defense is nasty. The defense is really good. Jonathan Taylor's really good. They um, they have a competent, somewhat competent quarterback this year. Yeah, they know what they're doing. It's not Hornybrook anymore. Yeah. He's down at Florida State. Uh, it was a grad transfer. So, yeah, it's I, I like what Wisconsin has. Um, that's why they're sitting tied atop the Big Ten West um, with Minnesota. Did not see that coming. <laughs> Did not see Minnesota starting 6-0. Now, maybe you could say that their schedule's been um, favorable, to say the least. But, I mean, they played Georgia Tech, Fresno State. Those were, Like, you can't say those are terrible teams. And then, okay, Purdue, not good. Illinois, not good. Nebraska, not good. But, I mean, they, those are conference games. Like, it's what you have to do is you have to play those teams. Yeah. So, you play I mean, them. They worked Nebraska this past it weekend. Like 34-7. Uh, and, like, P.J. Fleck has this team playing. Kind of a, a dark horse, like that Minnesota-Wisconsin rivalry game at the end of the season could could yeah. be for something, which I'll, has not been the case. If they can, so they have Rutgers and Maryland next, I bet they can get through both of those. But then it's Penn State at home, at Iowa, at Northwestern, and then home with Wisconsin. Ooh, that feels, I mean, Northwestern's not traditionally as good as they've been. No. But the Penn State feels like a loss to me. Yeah. Again, I'm, I have to pick Penn State. Yeah. I already said they were winning it. They can't lose to Minnesota near the end of the year. So I got to pick Penn State there. Iowa, maybe. Yeah. If, if they like have like a really good bounce back. Northwestern, I would pick Minnesota. And then Wisconsin, you got to lane Wisconsin. You have to. Yeah. I mean, what... What Wisconsin's so good at is that they just, like, play so... Like, the, their coverage is so good. Like, they're mm-hmm. just willing to play press and say, like, beat us. Yeah. And I don't think Minnesota's there yet, obviously. But that would mean they go 10-2. and two. 
That's a so, really good season for Minnesota. I, no one saw 10-2 and two for Minnesota this year at all. So, um, yeah, I don't know if their over-under was to start the year win total was, but I feel like it probably was like 6.5, 7.5. Yeah. And I I mean, I may have taken the over, but not by a lot. Wouldn't have felt good about it. So, like, to go 10-2, and two, man, that'd be impressive for Minnesota, but Wisconsin's going to come out of the West, it feels like, just kind of straight up. Yeah, I mean, they just like have the things that you feel confident about. A good run run game with Jonathan Taylor um, and a nasty def- defense that's going to get after the quarterback. And those things like those things keep as the season goes on. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say our picks are good. We both mentioned at the time Wisconsin, like, they're going to be right there in it. We just didn't know like, to what level because we didn't know the quarterback, um, the quarterback play they'd be getting. So it's not surprising. Um, but really, Michigan... Uh, Wisconsin, Penn State, Ohio State, like we all threw out. Those are the four teams, and they're all still right there, one loss or undefeated. So, I mean, it's a it's kind of a flip of a coin still, but yeah, but I'm really confident in my pick. Yeah. So, but I mean, we were on it. Yeah, I mean, those are, I mean, as blue blood as you get outside of Minnesota. I don't yeah. think anybody, like we said, we don't see Minnesota. Go coming. Gophers. Go Gophers. Go Golden Gophers. Uh, row the boat, right? <laughs> I don't know what their phrase is anymore. Row the boat really works in Minnesota, though. Um, they uh, He, like, brought it. Yeah. Like, PJ Fleck, like, copyrighted. I had no idea, like, you could do that. Good on him. Yeah, smart. Someone got, got him a business degree somewhere. All right, moving on to our conference, which is the Big 12. And yeah, OU's running rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we both both picked OU. They played their toughest test so far in the Big 12 this past weekend in the Red River rivalry uh, against Texas. And they kind of just, like, that defense kind of just gave Texas the what for. Yeah. Well, it's like Oklahoma's defense doesn't need to be good. It just has to be good enough. Yeah. And for the most part, it was. Like, there were times Texas, like, kind of handled them. And there was a few times Texas, like, which is dropping passes. And it's like, you have to come up with that. Um, but OU's offense is just so dominant that I feel like if you would have put a little more pressure on them, they would have scored more. So, like, I it's if this is the Jalen Hurts show, he's come over from the SEC. This is now his conference. <laughs> he is um, taking Bowlesby's job. He, he wants this. Um, he's incredible. He planted <laughs> the flag in Dallas. Yeah. And like, this is different. Yeah, I mean, like, he had that, I think, what we would call a traditional Heisman moment this past weekend with the ball behind his back. back. And then finding CeeDee Lamb. I mean, like, Jay, we knew Jalen Hurts was a competent quarterback, right? Like, it's I mean, just you don't getting... go to Alabama to play quarterback if you're not good. You don't win a national championship if you're not good. Right. Even if you do have Alabama's defense. Like, you have to be good on some level. And he is. And is this elevation because of Jalen Hurts? Or is it because of Lincoln Riley? Probably Lincoln Riley, but Jalen Hurts is executing it. So you got to have a certain level of skill to actually do it. And he is doing it really well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, Lincoln Riley is, again, found another, like, gem. I don't know if found is the right word. Uh, But just, like, taken him and made him into what seems like an elite college quarterback, which he's, like, more efficient than Kyler and Baker so far in the season, which is just. He's a better runner. Too. Insane. Yeah, he had over 100 rush yards yesterday, or oh, this weekend. Oh, if he wanted to, he could go for 100 rush yards every game. Oh, absolutely. Those pl- and It's, like, crazy. Like, Lincoln Riley has designed runs, like, for Jalen Hurts, yeah. which has not been part of the scheme before. It's been scramble. Right. And, I mean, of course, of course, Hurts can do that also. But now it's like, you know, we can do a, a QB draw 
and the defense then has to go cover five wide receivers, and Jalen Hurts just takes off. Yeah. And there's 15 easy yards. It's just a different dimension that they've added. Now, there are a sneaky team, like Baylor is like 6-0. They really haven't played anyone, but they're there. We have mentioned Minnesota. We have to mention Baylor. Yeah. Like, we just do. Texas, they're not back. But they're 4-2, <laughs> so I mean, that's good. I mean, they they only have one loss in the Big 12. They're still in it. But, I like, Iowa State is not also great. 4-2, yeah. Like, it, it's just a very, like, middling conference this year, which we knew. We, we expected that this year. TCU's 3-2. Oklahoma State's 4-2. Tech, even though they stomped the Cowboys. Oh, and they go out and get beat by Baylor. So, like, yeah, they're 3-3. Three and three. It's like... There's just no one really like stepping up besides OU because Baylor. I think Baylor's eventually going to fall off. I just don't see it continuing. But I mean, like again, props to them for getting to as far as they have. But this is OU's conference, unfortunately. Yes. Uh, do we want to check in with OSU? I, we mentioned them there I for guess. a second. Yeah. We can talk about them for a second. Uh, Chuba is the real deal. Like he. Like, is one of the best running backs in the country, which is kind of ridiculous to say for what my expectations were for for him to start the season. I mean, over a 1,000 yards already. And no one's even touched, like, 900, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, he's still leading by, like, 200-plus yards. <laughs> which is just, like, NCAA number. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's stupid. And, like, seven yards a carry, like, 13 touchdown rushes this year. So every two times he touches the ball, he's a first down. <laughs> Pretty much. Um... Which is just ridiculous. And the fact, like, they're not even throwing him the ball this year either. Like, that was, like, a thing in the past. Like, we would throw him the ball. He's only caught, like, five passes this year. Yeah. He's, he's just a running back right now with that elite speed and improved power. He's incredible. Like, he is the guy. And I think um, we were talking about it during the Tech game or, t- or texting about it. And it the offense wasn't doing anything. And we're just like, someone just give Chuba the ball please and then he broke off like a 50 yard touchdown run yep there it is there goes that man yeah I mean like the questions we have had about coming into the season were really like what does this offensive trio look like um of course we knew kind of what Tyland and uh Chuba would be but like Spencer Sanders was really the unknown and he's been okay he's been a good freshman quarterback yeah which should have been the realistic expectation at the beginning and he's pretty much lived up to it. He's got some bad turnovers, sure. That got some spectacular plays, though. He has that like he hasn't really quite figured out the timer in his head, like when to no, like scramble. No. Um, but when he does, it's it's incredible because like he came up with a Johnny Manziel esque play, which is like dangerous to bring up because yeah. Johnny Manziel was so so good at that in college, but. He came up with a 34-yard run against Texas that you thought he was sacked twice. And yeah. like that that's that's an asset that OSU hasn't had at the quarterback position in ever. Yeah, and I mean that that run pass dynamic he brings like that it's just different. And it's not even when we did have like Clint Shelf, it was not or um, JW Walsh also like it was not the same as this obviously. So like just thinking about what he's going to be in 2 years is really exciting. But you got to live through the growing pains right now of, like, man, this is really good. And we have Tylen right now. we got Chuba right now. Like, this needs to be, like, really, really good now. And he, he's just not there yet. Yeah. That's just the bottom line. He's not there yet. But that doesn't mean sell your stock in him because this kid's incredible. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know if he's ever going to be a Heisman candidate, but he is 
he could be one of the most talented quarterbacks in Big 12 in a year, maybe even yeah. two. And that that's saying quite a bit for what this conference produces in terms of quarterback talent. Um, been really impressed with the defense since, like, the Tulsa game in. Yeah. Um, like, they've played pretty well, like, despite the numbers. I think they've... And being put in really bad spots. Yes. By Sanders. Yeah. Um, and the turnovers. And that's just kind of reality. Like, the first couple games, like, turnovers weren't really a big deal. But, like, the last four... It's been an issue, just straight up. And um, was it like the Tech game? Like Tech kept starting on the OSU start side of the field. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, how's the defense supposed to get out of there by with allowing less than twenty points in the first half? Because Tech just literally starts with the ball on OSU side every Gift, single time. Gifted him like seventeen points in that first half. So like, and you know, Malcolm Rodriguez is trying to do all he can. He's <laughs> got like forty nine <laughs> tackles this year. Um, and Ogman Ogban Baniga, like, is that? 47. Yeah. Like, these guys are trying their best right now to, to keep OSU in games, but it's ridiculous what we're asking them to do. Now, the defense in particular, I don't love how it's being run right now, and pretty much every OSU fan can agree on that, because at least in the past we got turnovers. We're not forcing turnovers. Yeah. But. Yeah, that's rough. I mean, like, there's not that elite. I mean, we knew this coming into the year. There wasn't that one defensive lineman who could disrupt something in the backfield on a quarterback and that's just not been the case you would think bondage would be that person but he's been not playing absent back injury and uh, i mean he's tweeted a few things maybe he comes back this week after a bye on homecoming baylor at home it kind of makes sense there but you kind of wonder if they're considering the red red shirt rule at this point if they can wait a couple more games and get us four games in for free yeah and and that might be a possibility um it's, I just don't know how much he really helps. Yeah. Because, like, yes, his thing is pass rushing. He's just so small, you know. Yeah. And it, it concerns me. Like, our best defenders are really in the back seven more than in the front, like you were saying. I like what I've seen out of a couple young guys, like Trace Ford. Oh, man, and he's been good. He's fun. Um, Brock Martin's been pretty good this year. Um, like, it's just – it's tough to, like – love what we've been doing like I feel like we should get more production out of Mike Scott Tyler Lacey some of these guys have been talked up but at the same time we're playing like three down linemen yeah so, like their opportunities like just aren't there as much yeah I mean Trace Ford has been maybe the best defensive lineman that OSU's had this year and like he's a true freshman yeah which is really impressive yeah and he like he has actually been like good it's not just like good in comparison to like he's been good but at the same time we then I wanted him to play more. Right. Right. And they're using him as this like weird linebacker hybrid where they drop him into coverage. Like, why are you dropping him into coverage? Like that's like dropping Cleo Mack into not making the comparison that Trace Ford is Cleo Mack, but what are you doing dropping one of your best pass like rushers? Every now and, and again just like throw the quarterback off? Sure. But like every other play? No. no. Get get in there. <laughs> and like if you want him standing up, that's kinda of fine. Let him kind of picking like are you blitzing like between guard and center, are you blitzing around the like around the tackle? Like, okay, I would understand that, but then he needs to be. I don't know. I still feel like we we always just need four guys rushing quarterback minimum. Yeah, like we cannot just keep doing this three rush thing because even though we're good in the secondary, when you give any Big Twelve quarterback that kind of time, they're they're literally just standing there, and you're just asking for a pi, a defensive hold, a guy to break open late. You're, you're just asking for issues. I mean, what like. 
any form of football. You're giving a yeah. guy like sitting in a zone like for five seconds, a wide receiver is going to pop open. Like exactly. that's just that's just like how football works. Yeah, and like we just we don't have the pass rush with three guys. Yeah, we, we can barely say we have it with four guys. <laughs> like I would I would honestly rather just say like we're we're bringing six. Yeah, and someone else like make a play. Beat us somewhere yeah. else. Malcolm Rodriguez, we're sure trust that you can cover this tight end. AJ Green, cover this wide out. Like, just if that's your strong suit, then just trust those guys and say like someone stop us. And like, it's frustrating to see like, teams like Texas. That's like, yeah, Sam Ellinger can throw the ball a little bit, but like obviously their thing is they want to run the ball and they want to go right up the middle. And we're still playing three down <laughs> Like right, like it's like what are we doing here? We're doing like a three three five. <laughs> Texas's like guards are just like not meeting anyone to like seven yards downfield. Yeah, that's not that's not how you won football games. So like some of that's really frustrating. But at the same time, like it's weird that I like the players on our defense. Like I like just the individual talent we have in comparison to what we've had the last two years. It feels so much different. Like you feel like there is a next year like where this defense could be elite. At least like really good. Yeah. Like, teams like have to like be like, oh okay, like oh it's huge defense. That's the thing. Yeah. And it's it's just not there yet. It feels kind of like Spencer Sanders, just not there yet. But you right. like, can see it coming. But again, like the offense can't put it this defense in that kind of position. It's still, it's just not ready for that yet. So that's a, that's where we're at with him. Pac twelve, Ryan. So I picked Oregon. You picked Washington. Still the top two teams in the Pac twelve. Uh, they play this week, this week or next week, I think. Let me look real real quick. It's coming um, up. Uh, yeah, this week, the, the, uh, the 19th. Yeah, I think Oregon, I think Oregon, even though they lost to Auburn, and by the way, we still have no idea how good Auburn is, because oh, they've been cool. propped up by an Oregon win, and we really have no idea how good Oregon is, and they lost to Florida, and Auburn turned around and lost to Florida uh, yeah. this past week. Have no idea, like, what Oregon is in the Pac-12. And, like... What have they done since that Auburn game? They ran up the score in Nevada, beat Montana. Stanford's not as good this year, just straight up. They're yep. not beat them pretty easily. Cal like had a moment of like, ooh, Cal's good, and then Cal's not good. Yeah. Um, Smash Colorado. Colorado's not good. So like they haven't done anything since then. I mean, you won the game you're supposed to win. So yep. like there's a certain level of credit there. But now you go on the road at Washington. Like that, that's a tougher game. Like, this is what's going to tell us, like, it's Oregon, like, an actually good team. And, you know, first game of the season happened. Or is this, like, no one in the Pac-12 is great. Just a couple teams pretty good. And that's it. I, I'm still fine with my Washington pick, even though they um, they lost a couple. Not not feeling great about that. But 5-2. and two, Like, that's just uh, kind of was early season. Cal was rolling. Um and then also Stanford just completely came out and blitzed them the other day. Just ran down their throat. And then Washington had, like, no idea that was coming. Yeah. Which, it's like, what you, they've been running the same offense for the last 15 years. Um, Did you just take a week off, like, film study? Or yeah. uh, And then came back and smashed Arizona. So, like, I still feel okay about this Washington pick. Not not great. But the only reason I feel relatively okay is because I don't like the back. Pac-12. I think it's just a bad conference. And I don't know what needs to change about their conference, but they're just bad. What needs to change is that USC needs to be good. <laughs> like, that's straight up, like, what... Like, it's like the Big 12 at Texas and OU were bad, right? Yeah. It's like, what do you... 
do with the Big 12 then? And, and like, we needed Baylor for a while in TCU. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, well, yeah, have fun not making the playoffs. Yeah, we're, we're tired of, like, Utah and the Pac-12, like, being in consideration. So, yeah, that's really all we have in the Pac-12, because who cares? Um, <laughs> to be honest, like, they're not making the college football playoff. Just, they're not. No. At this point. So, um, SEC. I said, we both said Alabama. That was, I mean, like, that's... You can't not say Alabama. Right. But... I like if we had a secondary choice. I picked Georgia. You picked LSU. Yeah. And your note here, but LSU finally has a QB. And how about that, Matt? Joe Burrow. This dude drops dimes. Are you on the Burrow for Heisman candidate candidacy? Yes. <laughs> like just straight up. Like, did you not see them like just take out Florida the other day? I mean, that, I, they just picked Florida apart. But here's a crazy concept: SEC. Get your really fast guys in space and good things happen. It's like the Big 12 has revolutionized this con- concept, I don't know, what, like 10 years ago? Yeah, no. And you're and, finally catching up. Man, LSU's like, Jamar Chase is really fast. Maybe we should just give him the ball at like, the line of scrimmage and just say, like, here, you play one-on-one with this corner. And good things like, what happen. Do you know? Like, it's amazing. Um, so I'm really digging LSU. Like, I'm on the hype train. And again, who have they really played? I mean, they beat Texas in a pretty close game. They beat Florida this past week. Other than that, they've played nobodies. I get it. But at the same time, the games that mattered, you came out and you put up 40-plus in those games, and your defense looked good enough. So I, I'm, I'm on this. I, I think Joe Burrow is just really good. I don't know if he's an NFL quarterback, but he's really good in college. So Yeah, I mean, that's what they need. They don't need anything super special. I mean, it was kind of like when Alabama had Jalen Hurts. It's like, oh, my God. They found something here. They found a guy who could kind of throw the ball and run the ball a little bit. And it's like, you revolutionized that offense. I LSU Alabama might be game of the year at this point. I mean, it's going to be as good as whatever the national championship game is. Yeah. Straight up. Because both of those teams right now, those are both national champ, championship contenders. And like, it sucks that they both play in the SEC, let alone the SEC West. It's like one of those teams isn't even going to get to play for the SEC title game. But at the same time, I mean, that's just kind of the reality it is. So you, it's been like that forever. Right. So you just always had to deal with it. But man, like that game, that's going to be an incredible game. And I I say I have to pick Alabama, but I wouldn't feel good about it at all. I'm going to say this and I'm going to regret saying it later, but I don't know how good Alabama is. Well, I mean, same way with Clemson. Yeah. People are talking about Clemson, like how good are actually are they? I mean, do, they don't feel like they're trying right now probably. So, like, do they kick it on at some point, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, this is Alabama. But, I mean, the, the SEC is down. The SEC as a conference is down, and that's just the reality. They played South Carolina, which should knock off Georgia. <laughs> How but, could? <laughs> but maybe that says more about Georgia than it does South Carolina. Um, and then Ole Miss is still bad. Texas A&M is not particularly good. They're ranked, but they're not particularly good. That was kind of surprising. Like, I was kind of wanting more from A&M this year, but maybe it's a wait until next year. That's a forever thing with A&M. That's a good point. Like, Missouri, after that early season blunder to Wyoming, has won five straight, but, again, don't really care about anyone um, they've beat this year. Again, Ole Miss, Troy, South Carolina, West Virginia. Like, like, they beat no one, and you lost to Wyoming. So, like... (laughs) I mean, I'm kind of stuck with them. Florida, I think Florida's good. I think Florida's good, too. I, I think they're top 10 good, but not quite there. Okay, so 
And then Georgia, again, Georgia's higher, but not a lot else in this conference. Tennessee's yeah. still down. South Tennessee Carolina, sucks. Yeah. yeah. South Carolina generally still down. So, like, again, this is a four-team thing, and really it's LSU and Alabama, if we're being truly honest. Yeah. That's all it I is. mean, that's – I mean, it, it's crazy to say, but it feels like the Big Ten's the best conference because they, they're a little bit more deep. than There's the actually four teams in there that could do something. Yeah. Uh, our playoff team, speaking of which, Clemson – I said Clemson, Bama, OU, Michigan. I'm wobbling on my Michigan pick really hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said – Clemson, Alabama, oh, 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 excuse me, OU, Oklahoma, couldn't say it, and LSU. Yeah, and again, that LSU one, the reason I'm feeling actually better about that now is either they're going to win the SEC because they're going to beat Alabama, or they're going to lose to Alabama but not lose in the SEC championship game. Because you and can't play in the SEC <laughs> championship game. And so they only have one loss, and it's to Alabama. And if it's a relatively close game, how the community's gonna be like, how can we leave out one loss LSU when their only loss is Alabama? You yeah, know? Yeah, sorry sorry, Ohio State, sorry, Wisconsin, possibly. Sorry, Penn State. I think Penn State's the biggest Penn State and Ohio State are gonna be your biggest threats. Probably. So that LSU pick. If if one of those teams is undefeated, I could see LSU not getting in. But if that team has one loss, whatever team it is, and they win the Big Ten. I could see LSU getting in. And people being very upset because, oh, Penn State won the you know, Big Ten. And they only had one loss. LSU had one loss and didn't win the SEC. Yeah, but their loss was to Alabama, not to Wisconsin or whatever. You know, so that's what kinda of where I'm at is I feel good about it still. It's like fifty fifty, but honestly I feel better about it now than I thought I would at the time when I said it. So Yeah, I mean uh, you kinda of hit that one spot on. I was not as high on Joe Burrow as you were. In- I don't know what it is about him. Like, he just wins games. He's, he's- a gamer, as some yeah. coaches would refer him to, Matt. That, uh. That's that's what he is. He's a gamer. He's a, all white com- quarterbacks are. <laughs> he's a competitor. <laughs> he manages the game really well. If you hear all those terms together, your quarterback sucks. <laughs> that's not Joe Burrow, though. That's not Joe, Joe Burrow. He's but if you hear those, like, three things an announcer saying, like, he's a gamer. He's a competitor. By the way, that's what you hear about Sam Ellinger. So, woo, okay, that's uh, what I'm getting with that point. Before we uh, get in too much trouble, <laughs> um, Texas fans knocking down a door. Let's go over to them some professional football, the uh, NFL. We'll just start on the easy one, AFC East, um, New England by a thousand. Yeah, Buffalo actually looking like they could Com- make a run at the competitive. Class. Yeah. yeah, they they can make a wild card, um, and I didn't really expect that. Um, I didn't expect anything from anyone in the division, to be honest. Um, so, there you go. New England, they're really good. The defense is incredible. Yeah. Um, I said that at the beginning. Improved defense. That could be a difference maker for us. And what do you know? This defense looks incredible. Elite. That's what That's what it is. I mean, Stephon Gilmore, quietly the best corner in, in the league, and no one seems to be talking about that. So, uh, yeah, it's really good. Our secondary is incredible. Um, we've allowed, like, 48 points in six games. So, um, that's that's something. Tom Brady, I said, still producing. We didn't say it was great, but it's producing. It's enough. Um, Getting the job done. I mean, like, that... Really, like, we're just waiting until Gronk gets back. Like, he (laughs) still hasn't, like, filed his retire. Like, I'm... Like, he's just gonna, like, show up to the Patriots camp one day. Be like, hey, I'm in. And, like, all of a sudden, he's gonna be catching touchdowns next Sunday. 
Um, we we like it's been so long since we podcasted about football that Antonio Brown is no longer a thing and was on the Patriots and all of a sudden off the Patriots all in one fell swoop. So yeah, no, that's something right. to mention there. Yeah, it is. Um, I don't totally mind. Like Josh Gordon, he's a little banged up, but again, we don't really need him. So like rest, it's fine. Edelman's in, he's fine, he's back, he's healthy. Dorsett's a little banged up, okay. Like, that's the thing, like, we can still throw the ball to Michelle, James White, Rex Burkhead. Um, we still have um, Jacoby Myers. Like, yeah. Uh, we haven't really seen much from Nikhil Harry yet this year either. So still, it's like, still on IR, yeah. Yeah, so um, it's it's one of those, like, it's fine, it's good enough. So, like, I'm not worried about the offense, even though it hasn't looked great, because partially the defense – but also, like, honestly, we could have dropped a couple games by now and not been 6-0, and and I would have still felt fine. Like, I really would have. I mean, it's Because not... everyone else has two losses also. So. I mean, oh, like, yeah, Kansas City has lost two straight. We'll get to them here in a little bit. But it just feels like they don't care about anything else. Like, they get one home field advantage game, and they're fine with it. Yeah, that's all I need. Tom Brady just needs to make playoffs. Just get get me to the AFC Championship game, and I bet the other quarterback's going to blink. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, so, NFC North. We both said Pittsburgh. Yeah, this was bad. They're, what, 1-4 and four now? Granted, Big Ben went down game two, and Mason Rudolph stepped in. Shout out to Mason Rudolph. And then got uh, absolutely annihilated. By Earl Thomas. By Earl <laughs> Thomas. Um, so, uh, Pittsburgh's going to, I mean, if our picks hold true, have to go, like, what, 9 and nine and zero. Oh. With a third-string quarterback, I don't feel great about that. Yeah, because they're sit- currently at one and four. Um, I mean, a, a seven and two. If if that could work out somehow, or um, seven and three, whatever that is, seven and three. Yeah, to get a wild card, Mason would have to come back at some point. Yeah, he wasn't bad. No, um, he he looked good. He was efficient. Obviously, they were not opening up the playbook for him. Um, but like he was showing like when they did, like he could really let it rip. Um, and hit hit a couple nice deep balls, but at the same time, this team like there's some real issues here, especially at receiver, especially on the offensive line, because James Conner like at one point was averaging like under three yards a carry. Yeah. So what used to be one of the best offensive lines like groups in in the NFL, and maybe Le'Veon made it better than it was, but um, they're just like not getting that same push and. I don't know what the wide receiver issue is. I think they have talent there. They're just not able to convert with it. Juju's really good. I think James Washington could be really good. Um, he's kind of banged up right now, too. He's banged up. Deontay Johnson, like, he's a good little slot receiver type of guy. Yeah. But they, it seems like they don't fully know how to use him yet. And, I mean, he's had some early rookie blunders. Like, just happens, like, fumbling a, a ball every now and again. So it's like they should have enough there to have a competent offense. Hasn't really come together, especially the injuries. Yeah, too. That really knocks you off, and you can't see it coming at the beginning of the year. We know Big Ben was old, but at the same time, you can't always pretty that stuff. Um, we. My little side note was I just don't believe the Browns yet. Um, that's right. Accurate. Uh, and so they're sitting at what, like three and three now, something like that. Two and four, I think. Two and four. Yeah, with yeah. the loss today, they're playing Seattle. They just yep. played Seattle. That's right. So, uh, that's looking bad. So, uh, I feel like we were pretty spot on with them. Like, talent, just not ready yet, not there yet. And I just had too high of expectations. Most people did. Not us, though. <laughs> we didn't really talk about the Ravens much. Yeah. But 
I mean, they're kind of by default winning this division, right? Yeah, it's like Lamar Jackson started super hot, kind of cooled off, and now he's looking like Lamar Jackson, what we mm-hmm. thought Lamar Jackson would look like. Yeah. And no one's really able to take advantage of that. Um, Pittsburgh had a really good shot at it last week, and uh, just unfortunate turnover late. Yeah. Just gave Justin Tucker an opportunity to win the game, and Justin Tucker's been really good in those situations. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't... I mean, like, yeah, the Ravens are going to kind of win this division. Like, that, it's just... They might, honestly, they might only get nine wins. Yeah. Maybe they'll get to ten just because if Mason's out for a while and stuff. But you don't feel great about them. But anything can happen in the playoffs. So I'm not totally writing them out as, like, an AFC championship team. But they're, like, my fourth conference winner right now. So. Yeah. AFC South, moving on. Ha. Ah. I said Tennessee because it's make or break for Marcus Mariota, and we've gotten notifications that he has been benched for Ryan Tannehill. So that's appara- all you need to know. Apparently, it's break uh, <laughs> for Marcus Mariota, which I hate. Houston, you said Houston, um, and like Deshaun Watson's been MVP. I just said, I want good things for him. Like he just deserves it. Um, yeah, Will Fuller's come alive a little bit. He either drops it or he's hitting sixty-yard bombs. So you know, take give and take. Yeah, Andre Hopkins is still a dude. Yeah. I, I like their run game. Like, it's good enough with yeah. Hyde and, and Duke Johnson. So it's like, they just have stuff, and they're going to throw the ball around a lot. I, I enjoy it. The defense is good enough. Um, broke me in fantasy a couple times. <laughs> but at the same time, defense is really good. If they can uh, kind of figure out the running game a little bit more, I'll like Houston a lot more. But they're a, they're a team that on any given day could beat any team. Yeah, their offensive line is significantly better. They went out and traded for Laramie Tunsil uh, to mm-hmm. start the season at left tackle, and he's been pretty solid for them. Yeah, it's like you just give Deshaun Watson enough times, like enough time to do do things, and he's gonna make make it happen, make good plays happen. Yeah. They really should have beaten the Saints in that season opener, and like they should only really have one loss. But they're four, sitting at four and two, in control yeah. of the division, really outside of the Colts, who like. Jacoby Brissett looks good enough. Like we yeah. we've been saying that a ton on the podcast, but Marlon Mack like might be one of the better running backs, and he just might be in front of one of the best offensive unit line units in the yeah. league. Uh, I was like, that offensive line is dominant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> that's what it that's comes down. Shit. That that's what it comes down to. Uh, Ty still doing Ty things. Yeah, like enough on the offense. Yeah, and that's that's. I want to say that's all I need. It's all I need to get an AFC wildcard spot. Right. Which, at this point, if the AFC North is not as competitive as we all thought it was, uh, then they really might just be fighting the the Bills and the Chargers. So three of those teams get two of those spots. Like, you take your chances. You go for it. So, um, so AFC West, then, you said Chargers. I said Chiefs. And I think like you can still feel pretty good about both of those. Yeah, I mean, Kansas City has played today. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers have not. And I don't know. It's like a coin flip to me right now. And it feels like the Chargers are doing what the Chargers do. They start off sloppy, eventually make a run middle of the season, and then December they just are atrocious and somehow make the playoffs but maybe lose first round, maybe win first round. And that's been the Chargers with Phillip Rivers. Yeah, I mean, they have... They played the Steelers today at the time. So um, I think that's going to be a win. 
So okay, so they get to three and three. They're kind of back. The Chiefs are four and two, lost two straight. Like that's the thing. I just think at this point, the Chargers like either think like they can win the division or they can really should be getting a wild card spot. Kansas City sliding a little bit, still four and two, lost to a couple good teams. Yeah, though. So like you can't take the losses too hard to uh, the Colts and the Texans. But it's not like I'm looking at their other couple wins. Like barely beat Baltimore. It's a good win. Yeah. Barely beat them. Barely beat Detroit. That's an okay win. It shouldn't really shouldn't have been that close, to be honest. Yeah. So, um, Jacksonville gave them a run for their money with Gardner Minshew in his first game. Like, <laughs> you know, at the same time, like, their offense is dynamic. It is, like, elite. But that defense is bad. It's not good, at the very least. Yeah. Yeah, so, that defense is struggling right now. And, like, they have guys who can play, and they're just not playing up to, I think, what that unit as a whole could be. The um, penalties are really bad. Yeah. They're getting called for a penalty every other play. Which, maybe you can say the refs are, are a little uh, flag happy, but at the same time, I, I've i watched a lot of Chiefs football, just because they're on regionally around here, um, in Oklahoma, and, I mean, it's nearly deserved every time. So, yeah, I mean, they're, what you will. the pass interference calls, and that's a whole other thing in the NFL right now, is that, like, they're... I mean, you're just going to get called for it. Like, there's no, like, grabbing him and, like, putting your hands up and saying, oh, I didn't do anything. Like, you're going to get called for it. Yeah. Um, and that's just how the NFL is right now. And whether you like it or not, that's you got to adjust to it. Though. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, I don't I don't know about this division. Every, there's two teams and the rest of them. Raiders and okay. Denver care. sucks. Who cares? Joe Flacco, not MVP. NFC, we'll move on to the NFC here. NFC East. I Like, is anybody going to win this division? <laughs> no one wants it. Um, we both said Philly. I said I just don't buy Dallas yet. And, I mean, right now they're playing the, the Jets in a really competitive game. And um, I'm just really hoping they lose to the Jets just for funsies. Like, I not because I really hate the Cowboys or anything like that. Oh, they, they're down, uh, down eight with three minutes left um, in the game. So, come on. Let's go Jets. Um, and I can say that because the Jets won't do anything. <laughs> um, They're 0-5 right now. So, uh, I don't care. Um, but it's like one of those, like, I guess Philly won it, but they got smacked by Minnesota today. Like, they, just, they haven't put it all together by any means, by any stretch of the imagination. It feels like this should be one of the more talented teams in the NFL, uh, just with who they have on their roster. But it hasn't come together yet. I don't know if it will. Like, I don't know what Carson Wentz is. Like, to me. Still. Yes. And he has not looked great, by any means. Um, we were talking about this off-air. He's kind of in, like, that Dak Prescott range. Like, that just... We know he's a good quarterback, but it just... Nothing feels right about it. Um, a lot of the time... Maybe that's why Nick Foles succeeded there, too. <laughs> um, but it's like... I was just thinking, like, the perfect epitome of this team is Nelson Aguilar. Like... Man, when he when it's good, it is so good, and you're like, this is it. Yeah. This is really it. And sometimes it's, like, just awful. <laughs> and you're like, you had every opportunity in the world to be good right there, and you went out and laid an egg. <laughs> Offense, defense, doesn't matter. And, and I don't know, like, you can't give up three bombs to Stephon Diggs today. Who has done nothing this yeah. season, like, outside of one like, game against the Packers where he had a long touchdown catch. 
Like, you like just, hasn't done anything. You can't trash Kirk Cousins, even if it is deserved, and then go out and get just smacked by him. <laughs> Kirk Cousins like, watch this. And he's just super confident about it. Like, I don't... That's why I don't feel good about either at this point. I, I feel like there's only one playoff team coming out of the NFC East. So. Yeah, I mean, New York's not doing it. Washington's I, super not. Washington's tank, tank fest. And, like... Philadelphia and Dallas, like, one of them just going to have to win the division at some point. And, like, it might come down to the two games they play against each other. I would say. I think like the it. division winners can be, like, 9-7. and seven. Yeah. So, um, hey, shout-out to Terry McLaurin. Saving <laughs> this fantasy team over here um, <laughs> from uh, Washington. So, uh, NFC North, more interesting division here. Honestly, it's got your Packers. Um, a, lot of good, a lot of good teams. Yeah, I don't know if they're great. And I think that's 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 might be the issue with this division. It might produce two two playoff teams because I don't know. Looking at the other divisions, I certainly don't know who else is coming out of any of these other NFC yeah. divisions. Um, I picked Minnesota, and I said Chicago takes a step back because I watched Mitch Trubisky play <laughs> for any amount of time, and and you know, like I picked him just so I'm like if he can just be average. He's not even that. Well, and my thought, because I said Chicago, and they're 3-2 they're and two, um, at the time of this recording. So it's not like they're like out of it by any means. Um, I was like, they have a run game. They're going to run the ball this year. And uh, David Montgomery is uh, just crushing your fantasy team right now. Nope, they're not doing that. <laughs> we're like, we're going to have Trubisky throw the ball 50 times. They're not throwing it well. They're not running it well. I don't know what this offense does well at this point. Yeah. Like jet sweeps, like that might be their most successful. <laughs> that might be their um, best play in their playbook. Because yeah, I'm very confused why Tariq Cohen doesn't get more touches. How like you can't get the ball to Allen Robinson at all. Like I, to me, David Montgomery is good. I Ryan, would you rather have Mitch Trubisky throw the ball 50 times in a game or have David Montgomery run the ball 50 times in a game? I would give it to Dave Montgomery 50, 50 times a game until his legs fall off because I think he's an ultra-talented back. and like It's better than Trubisky throwing 50 times. <laughs> if you're throwing the ball with Mitch Trubisky 50 times a game, that's like asking Blake Bortles not to throw an interception yeah. like in the 40 attempts he's going to get. And yeah. he's just like... To me, like Blake Bortles and Mitch Trubisky are like the same player. One just got drafted, Man. what... Second, and we'll second draft with, like fourth. Yeah, like I think that's the thing. Like I think there to me, there's no reason like Mitch Trubisky couldn't be successful and successful. Maybe not meaning like Tom Brady successful, but like just like average success, like good. Like couldn't you imagine like Al- help them out? Alex Smith level of success with him. Like yeah. is he not gonna? Be, couldn't he be as good as Alex Smith? He should be. And like that's not asking a ton. And it's just, like, rely on this defense, hand the ball off, hit the play-action passes. That's really all it is. And for some reason, I don't know if it's just the combination of the play calling, if it's just truly Trubisky. I don't know what it is. But it's clearly off right now. I think they, uh, every team now has a year worth of film on Trubisky and Matt Nagy calling plays. And, like, they're just jumping the short routes. That's what the Packers yeah. did, and it looked like... Mitch Trubisky was a one-read quarterback, and he yeah. really is a one-read quarterback. Yeah. My pick of Minnesota, I don't feel great about it. Honestly, the Packers look like the best team in the division right now uh, because that defense is nasty. Like, yeah. that that pass rush uh, 
was the Darius Smith and Preston Smith is is special right now. Mm-hmm. And their young corners, that was my one note like of this of the young corners. Like how do these guys develop? How do they play? They've been aggressive and physical and like I would rather have that and like get the five yard holding call, get the fifteen yard pass interference call, make it hard on receivers to like catch the ball. But make the extra like seven plays a game of a PBU, an interception, a force fumble, something. Yeah. Like, to make the play though. They're playing with attitude and like they play hard and that's all I want. Like really? Yeah. Like that's all I want. Like turnovers are kinda kind of lucky. Like you kinda have to be in the right spot at the right time. But like this defense is playing really well. Offense still hasn't clicked yet, which is kind of hopeful because, like, Aaron Rodgers has shown flashes of being Aaron Rodgers this season, and it just hasn't clicked with that offense yet. You just have to reasonably assume it's going to come together, though. I mean, and like, the run game, like, if you don't need Aaron Rodgers until December and he's not having to carry this team, guess what? Aaron Rodgers is going to be really good in December. Yeah. So, also, I wouldn't be concerned about it. Like, if it's still bad, and at that point, maybe a little, but... I, let Devontae Adams get healthy again and just trust that Trubisky is going to be Trubisky. The Lions are eventually going to fall off and that the Vikings haven't completely taken off with Kirk Cousins. Like, there, there's a lot working in your favor. There's a lot of good teams. But their defense somehow is good enough. Yeah. I mean, all four teams are in, are in the division hunt right now, which you can't say about every division. Yeah. Um, for now. For now. NFC South. We both picked the Saints and... I don't think there's much argument. Your note was because I can't pick the Falcons, and mine was because I don't feel great about any team in the division. Um, So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Even without Drew Brees. Yeah. Even we can throw Teddy Bridgewater out there. Who Shout out Teddy Bridgewater. Like, way way to hang in the NFL. So, like, are are the Saints going to trade for, like, Jalen Ramsey, Teddy Bridgewater Bridgewater for Jalen Ramsey, like, straight up, and, like, have an elite defense? But what happens if Gardner Minshew... Beats out Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> then the Jags can flip him for oh whatever. Um, they can flip Minshew, and eventually Nick Foles comes back and is the backup anyway. And yeah. Takes them to where they want to go. Um, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, but the Saints, like, shout out to Sean Payton for somehow, like, keeping this ship afloat. Because, like, they've, like, kind of had to try hard. Now, Michael Thomas is obviously incredible. Um, really helped. But at the same time, like, it that took some work. To, to keep this team afloat. The defense looks better. They're kind of in that same uh, zone as, like, the Packers. Of, like, the defense is, like, better. I don't say it's great, but it's, like, good. Yeah. So good enough. Like, maybe slightly better than good enough. And, like, the offense is producing enough to, like, still win the games you have to win. So, even if it's not pretty, you just got to get wins net right now. And then trust that by the end of the year, it'll come together. And then we have the NFC West. Um, <laughs> did not see this coming. <laughs> We both Not picked the Rams yeah, uh, because we said Seattle doesn't have enough fire. I said Seattle doesn't have enough firepower. You said Seattle adding Cloudy, though, is super interesting. And all of a sudden, uh, San Francisco 49ers, welcome to back to the NFL and competitiveness because you're yeah. six. It looks like you're going to be, what, 7-0 at because, this point? Uh, no. 5-0. 0 Yeah, they've had a bye week, um, and they're about to knock off the Rams as we speak. They're up 27. Um, 20 to 7. Um two-minute warning just hit and they have the ball so um yeah like that game's pretty much over jared so, goff is 13 of 24 for 78 yards if yeah. anybody's wondering so um that tells you about how the rams offense is ha- going right now and that, i mean i know Gurley's out today but Gurley for the most part wasn't doing much up until last week anyway so that shouldn't be that big of a 
uh, talking point for why is this offense bad? Because it was the same players first four weeks. Um, yeah, I don't know, fully know what's going on with Los Angeles right now. I, I don't know. I mean, it starts and ends with Jared Goff. Like, he was really good last year, and he's just mediocre yeah. this year. Almost fine needs to be a little better. Yeah. Defense needs to be a little better. Um, but, yeah, he does – like, that. that is just bo- plain and simple, bottom line. Jared Goff has to be better than he is. Cooper Cup, like, he's a really good wide receiver. you got to use him more. I don't care if he's getting nine touches a game right now. He needs to be getting 14 <laughs> straight up. Yeah. I mean, he's looked really good coming off that injury. Um at last season, where he, I mean, unfortunately, that, that we keep saying that that the Rams Pats Super Bowl could have been different if he was playing. Um, Brandon Cooks should be getting more touches. Like they have offensive firepower, and like it's just not panning out this year. And it could just be the same thing I said about Chicago. Like Los Angeles and every other team has film of Jared Goff and uh, Sean McVay's play calling, and that could be it. Yeah. Um, quick aside, the Cardinals just knocked off the Falcons because Matt Bryant missed an extra point, and they lost by one. So the Fal- Falcons are now 1-5, and five, so... Dan Quinn's getting fired. Yeah. Straight up. You can't allow 34 to the Cardinals. Win or lose, you can't allow 34 to the Cardinals. Yikes. So, uh, he's gone. That's bad. Sorry about you. Um, yeah, that's really bad. That's, I mean, I... Did the Patriots just beat the Falcons franchise, like, coming back from 28-3? to three? I think that's going to haunt, like, Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons for it's eternity. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's going to. Um, we own that uh, Mercedes-Benz. So. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that that's tough. But at the same time, like, come on. Be better than that. Um, with Julio. Get Julio the ball. It's, you th- you'd think it's not that tough of an equation. Like, again, you have an elite wide receiver. Just well, use him more. Or if the Davids are going to put three guys over there on him, like, okay, Sanu should be getting touches. Right. You have Calvin Ridley, who, like, had a really good rookie season. All of a sudden, like, where is he? Yeah, I know. Um, so, that, again, goes right back to our Falcons bit. Don't feel good about any team in that that division, um, especially them. So, then our title contenders. Um, you're looking better than mine right now. <laughs> yeah, a few of them. But, I said uh, Saints, Philadelphia, New England, and Kansas City. Yeah, I don't feel good about the NFC. Anyone. Yeah, I mean, like, the best team might be, the best two teams might be right now, Saints and the Packers, and, like, yeah. you don't feel really great about that nope. either? Nope, not at all. Um, probably more the Packers, but uh, this this feels like what's going to happen with the college football playoff. Like, the best game might be the 1-4 yeah. game, or, like, the 2-3 game, and then, like, the championship's, like, a good game, but, like, everyone's like, ah, oh, the other one, like, the play-in was better. It feels like this might happen also. Like, the AFC Championship game is going to be the best game, whether it's Patriots-Chiefs, Patriots-Texans, Texans-Chiefs, whatever combination of that. And then uh, you have to play then the Bears, not the Bears, the Rams. <laughs> and, yeah, that Bears thing was wrong. Um, <laughs> the Rams or Philly or, or New Orleans or uh, or Green Bay, and because you just have to play the game. But the real winner was the AFC Championship game winner. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, I mean that's kind of felt the last way with the AFC Championship, kind of. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, football is fun, but it's also kind of predictable at this point because we know that hey, Patriots are going to be real good. Yeah. Uh, and hey, Alabama's 
real good every year. Uh, them and Clemson. I would love to see something different happen, but it's at some level, I, I mean, I'll believe it when I see it. When you get that many five stars, it's hard to yeah. five star recruits. That's where it starts in college and in the NFL. It starts with draft, but that's a whole nother podcast topic, man. Mm. And like I said, that's all we have for uh, NFL check in episode episode fifty two. Uh, next week we'll be back with preseason overreactions. Um, Matt has spit hey. a few at me, and I'm really excited to talk about that next week. Uh, so thank you so much for listening. We will see you back uh, next week. Yeah.